Welcome to a very, very Pixar podcast. We are back, and today we're here to talk about Pixar shorts. I am joined by... Mark Barry, Levi Barry, Esme Mulberry. So we have the full team here, our own sort of super team of of uh, Pixar experts to, to talk about Pixar shorts. What we're going to do today is a screen draft style ranking of Pixar shorts. We're going to be ranking competitive competitively collaborating on a top 13 list we're stealing this entire idea from the uh, really great screen drafts podcast so we're not stealing from them this is an homage to them and their structure but before we get to that i'm sort of curious um what is the function of pixar shorts for you guys like 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 uh, what is uh, what's important about these things Well, for me, I'd say short films are almost like an entirely different medium. I've watched a bit of uh, Love, Death, and Robots recently, and it's really cool to, like, try to tell a story in a very limited amount of time. Um, But it also, you can tell, I believe this is how they do it with Sparkshorts. Like, they allow artists, because they obviously have very few, like, feature films that they can release in a year. So it allows some of the creative people at Pixar to make what they can and that they're passionate about without having to make a whole other feature film. Yeah, I mean, it's giving opportunity. And, and we see some of these names that appear making uh, shorts uh, then go on to direct uh, Pixar features at times. So it's a, it's kind of the, the training ground, right? Yeah. Uh, like you can see with Domi Shi, uh, she directed Bao way back in 2018 when it was the theatrical short for Incredibles 2. And now last year in 2022... She directed uh, Turning Red. Right, so she got sort of called up to the the major leagues of getting to do a uh, getting to do a feature film. Now I'm curious when you guys watched, uh, and Esme, I know your answer to this, but I, but you can talk about mm-hmm. this. When you guys watched the shorts, did you watch them just kind of in sort of scatter shot, you know, come as they come, or did you watch them in any particular order? Um, I always gravitate to watching the Spark shorts first, just because I feel like they're a higher quality. But I would usually just sort of see it, watch it, think it was good, and sort of just watch, like, a movie then. Like, usually, sometimes we would watch them before, like, a family movie night or something like that. Oh, so you use them actually in the way that uh, that the shorts appear theatrically, where it's like, hey, we're going to watch a movie, let's throw a short on before. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. Kind of like a little entree. That's right. And a moose-bouche for the uh, for the movie, right? <laughs> Esme, how did you watch these? Um. Well, I watched them in order with you. And then before that, I'd actually seen a lot of them in school, like in elementary school, middle school, when like they had a couple extra minutes, we would watch these. So it was really funny watching through them because almost all of them are like, oh, I've seen this before, but it was like seven years ago. Right. So this is how this is how elementary school teachers fill that last five minutes of class is like, oh, let's watch a, a Pixar short. Mm-hmm. I remember a lot of them were like at the end of the day, right before we had to leave, mm-hmm. they would put it on because it's like we have extra time one of the things that i thought was interesting about watching them in chronological order (coughs) was seeing the development of the technology like if you go back to the adventures of andre and wally b (laughs) which is the the 1984 uh the first pixar short i mean it's so lo-fi compared to you know what you see in the spark shorts and even in the later pixar shorts but you can see from short to short like they, the technology just gets better and better and better. And they're, they kind of make big leaps. Um, the other thing that I think is interesting is at times I feel like you're seeing the proof of concept for what will later become a, 
um, something that's going to be central to uh, an actual Pixar movie. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this short is all about water. We want to we want to show that we can render water, and then that will lead into something like a Finding Nemo or something like that, which is going to use water exclusively. Uh, and kind of how there is one short where I feel like graphically and technolo- technology wise. It looked like it was made way later than it was, and that's um, the Blue Umbrella. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that one, you mentioning, like, did we use this short to show how we can render water. I feel that one might have been uh, potentially also in addition to tech demo, like, show how they can render rain. Because mm-hmm. that one, the, even besides the amazing rain effects, which are already really good, the graphics are really good in that short, which were, like, they looked really ahead of its time. They're better than most, like, I'd say 20, what, 16, 2018 Pixar shorts. Sure, absolutely. And another thing that I enjoy about the shorts is that their animation style, like really, like 20-something, which is the most recent one, isn't like incredibly realistic or high-tech. It's like a 2D style. And so while you can kind of see like the evolving of their technology, I like how a lot of the shorts aren't afraid to, like, pursue a different form of, like, artistic expression when doing the short. I think that's a really interesting point. I'm curious to see how this will end up showing up on our draft because you're right. Like, it's it feels like the arc of these as they start with, we're doing this computer-generated 3D kind of modeling. And they do this, and at first, you know, they're pretty sketchy as man i like to joke about the the baby in tin toy is kind of terrifying because it's like they can do the toys but the the baby is uh they just they can't just they can't do a human yet and then you know you 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 jump a little bit further all of a sudden that stuff's looking better but then when you get to the spark shorts all of a sudden they're like well we can do anything with 3d computer generated animation Maybe we should do something interesting. So it is almost like we're moving backwards to saying, can we do 2D interesting? Can we make this look like a watercolor painting came to life or something like that? Um, Which is, I think, pretty fascinating. Yeah, and it also gives me at least just a sliver of hope that there may one day be a 2D animated uh, Pixar movie, like a full feature film. That's interesting, yeah, that they they haven't really gone that way with the features, but the the spark shorts seem to point in that direction. Yeah, Yeah. and... Nowadays, um, like, I mean, Burrow and 20-something, two two of some of their most recent uh, Spark shorts are both, like, entirely 2D. It feels like nowadays uh, Pixar's animation is getting almost appreciated less. Like, Lightyear's animation was really good, same with Turning Reds. But we've seen this Pixar look before, you know, the basic 3D rendering, especially in their uh, early 2000s films, like The Incredibles and Toy Story all the ones that everyone remembers. But nowadays, it feels like that, like, especially with more 2D, 3D hybrids like Puss in Boots 2, The Bad Guys, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Arcane coming out, people don't just, like, enjoy a basic 3D animation style anymore. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Should we get into the get into the draft? Because I think this is, uh, we're going to have a lot of time to talk about um, some of our favorite shorts here. So I'm going to explain how this is going to work. Um, we are going to be drafting <clears throat> the top 13 Pixar shorts. Now, um, we have limited ourselves to two sets of shorts, the theatrically released shorts and and sort of the pre-Pixar feature shorts. So like the ones that they did in the 80s, all you know before Toy Story, we're including all of those. And then the Spark shorts, which appear on Disney Plus as well. What we're not doing are 
short films that pick up characters from theatrically released. So there's like um, the, you know, Forky answers a question and, you know, those types of things. We're not doing those. We're not doing the, the sort of future cars shorts, things like that. So we have a pool of 30 shorts that we're drawing from. And we are going to pick our top 13 from 13 to 1. And we're going to do this in a screen draft style. Um, so we're going to be starting by picking 13 and working our way up. <clears throat> so we have four potential draft positions. Drafter D is going to get pick 13, pick 12, pick 8, and pick 4. So they get the most picks in the draft, but they also get kind of the worst picks in the draft. And they will get one veto. Everyone will get one, one veto. Uh, drafter C will get picks 11, 7, and 3. But they're going to be blessed with an extra veto. So they get to, and I'll explain vetoes in a moment. They get to, they get to, to make two vetoes. Uh, drafter B gets picks 10, 6, and the number 2 pick in the draft. And they get a veto override. And then Drafter A just gets one veto, but they get three picks, but the best picks in the draft. So they get pick picks 9, 5, and the coveted number 1 pick in the draft. So the way that vetoes work, um, once somebody selects uh, selects a short for the list, we'll go around and talk about that short. Um, if somebody doesn't like that that pick at this spot on the list, they can veto it and take it off of the list. Um, now, you might veto for one of two reasons. You might veto because you don't want that, that short on the list at all, or you might veto because you think it should be higher, right? So you can veto and say, you know, I don't think this, pick should, this short should be at 12. I think it should be in the top five. So you can veto it to remove it that way. Um, the veto override, so the person who has a veto override, um, if somebody makes a veto, they can play their veto override to cancel out that veto. The only rule is they can't veto or they can't override a veto on a pick that they made. Does that make sense, everybody? Yeah. All right. So we're going to draw to see uh, what our order is going to be. So, Mark, you pick first here. What would you get? I got number one. Mark got number one. Levi. I got number four. Number four. Yes. Esme. Oh, number four has some, there's some value to that potentially. We got two. Esme got two. That means I get three. So, Mark, what uh, which draft position do you want? Oh, so do I pick? A, B, C, or D. Yeah, okay. you can have any of those. I'm going to pick drafter B. All right, so Mark is going to be drafter B. That means he gets the veto override and picks 10, 6, and 2. Esme, what would you like? Um, I say I want to go with C. I just don't want to be the one who picks the first, the top one. All right. So Esme wants C. So she gets picks 11, 7, and 3. But she gets two vetoes, which in some ways gives her the most power in the game. <laughs> so now, Levi, it's down to you and I. And I am trying to figure out whether I want the most picks or whether I want the top pick. Now I think I know what your top pick is. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick D. I'm gonna take the four really? picks and I'm gonna give you the number one pick. So that Levi, Levi will get picks nine, five, and one, and I will get picks 13, 12, 8, and four. All right. So I'm gonna hand out here your your packet that includes your veto. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> so you can play your veto card. Uh, it, you know, we're going to let people talk about their picks before we go ahead and veto them. 
Um, so I am number one on this board, right? Not number one. I'm the first pick at number thirteen. Um, and even though I picked that, now I'm nervous to see <laughs> where do I start. So let me look at my list here. The award for the very worst Pixar short ever made. It's not the worst Pixar short because these are the top it's thirteen. The thirteen. Oh yeah, thirteenth. Um. Hmm. I am. Oof. <laughs> this is definitely the most stressful choice. Yeah. I, okay. You got to start the list. I am going to pick one that I feel like was a um, – we talked about how the, 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 the shorts kind of progress and the, the quality gets better and better. And we were joking about how Tin Toy has the horrific baby monster in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pick 1997's Jerry's Game at number 13 because I feel like this is the first short that gets like a human figure done really, really well. Um, so uh, I this is a, a story about a, an old man who's playing chess in the park. Um, it has pretty good depth of field for, um, you know, uh, in terms of the artificial camera. I think that's another big thing that as we see these things develop that, you know, sort of the what is in focus, what is out of focus. I feel like that is pretty advanced in terms of that. You get a lot of characterization of Jerry and we realize he ends up playing chess against himself. So you're getting a lot of emotion in the face, kind of the wrinkled face of Jerry, things like this. This is maybe a little bit of beginnings of proof of concept for something like Up, you know, getting like an, an old man figure and getting kind of his emotions uh, his emotions out there. Um, so I really loved this one. And, and uh, there's a, a twist at the end. I won't spoil this if you haven't seen Jerry's game of what the stakes of the chess match are. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's that's my pick for number 13. Um, so if we're going in veto order, um, number one is Mark. How do you feel about Jerry's game? Do you want to keep this here on the list? I would say yes. I would definitely keep Jerry's game at number 13. It's kind of a, it's a simple enough story to not warrant being any higher, but it's also like charming enough and still like fun enough to make it on the list in my opinion. All right, so you're keeping Jerry's game on the list. Esme, how do you feel about this? It's one of my favorite ones, and I'm sad it's so low. Well, you do have two vetoes. I know, and I'm going to use one of them because I'm insulted by that. Oh, so we're vetoing Jerry's game right off the right off right from the jump. Also, before this, I was tying to Bangs, and he was like, "That's my favorite one." And I, it's not my favorite one, but it's like really high on the list. It's so good. Why are you putting it at thirteen? I, well, okay, I, I I put it at thirteen because I I I just didn't. I don't know. How, I don't know how people feel about these things. So I thought, well, uh, I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad if you want to move it up. I had it around thirteen for me. Actually, I had a little bit higher. I think. No, I had it exactly at thirteen for me. So I, um, but but that's that's fine. So I'm assuming Jerry's game's probably going to come back based on that. Oh yeah. Okay. So so Levi, we're going to wait for your take on Jerry's game until it actually gets placed on the board. So I have to replace that. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to replace that with. I'm going to replace that with 1986's Luxo Junior, which is really? one of the which is one of the very very early Pixar shorts. Now, um, again, the technology this is this is I think um, the second Pixar short. This is I think is way way better than the the first one. 
uh, The Adventures of Andre and Wally B, which is pretty low tech. Yeah. You know, it's like just showing, hey, we can do computer rendering kind of in 3D. Lexo Jr. looks way better. Plus, I, I, I like it on this list because it's sort of the iconic Luxo lamp. I feel like this is where the, the iconography of Pixar comes from. I actually think it looks pretty good now, in part because since they're lamps that produce light, the rest of the, the screen is pretty dark. So you uh you know you don't you don't have to worry about the world around them being rendered. But you see Luxo playing with the ball and breaking the ball and then the other ball coming in. I'm kind of charmed by this. Um so I'm gonna say Luxo Jr. at 13. Uh, Mark, we go back to you here. How are you feeling about Luxo Jr. at 13? So I I don't have much to say about Luxo Jr. just because like it's it's there's not much about it to talk about. But I would say just because it's kind of like it's one of the originals, I'll I'll be happy to keep it at spot 13. All right, Esme, you're not going to burn another your other video on this. Okay, this is my feeling. It's not my favorite one, like, by far. And it's like, there is a story, but there's not much of a story. But it's just like, I don't really care about it. Like, if you want to put it up there, okay, fine. It's charming, if you don't, though. No, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it is, but it's not like this compelling story that makes you think about life. It's just like, all right. Okay, you know, and, and, okay. and what, I, what I'm wondering here is that this is a product of my age because when Luxo Jr. came out, I was I was nine years old. So, like, I I lived through the development of Pixar technology, so I may be more impressed by some of the older stuff. But um, but you're, you're, you're leaving it on the list? Yeah, it's fine. All right, Levi? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's, like, it's almost funny, and it's kind of sad for the adventures of Ange, Andre and Wally B because I always heard that this is, like, the first, like, 3D rendered thing Pixar made, even though it's not. So it seems like the adventures of Andre and Wally B is just kind of forgotten. Um, Unless but, Esme wants to put that at number one on her list. No, no. <laughs> no. Um, but the thing is, yeah, it is the source of Pixar's icons. The uh, I believe the star uh, ball that they use on like their company all the time is in this short. It is. Same yes. with mm-hmm. uh, obviously Luxo himself. Um. It's kind of cool to see how, like, nowadays in the Pixar logo, you can see how his model has, like, changed and the colors have changed. It's just a little neat detail. And Esme mentioning how, like, it's not this, like, ultra-compelling story that makes you think deeply about the emotions of complex characters or whatever. <laughs> um, but you can kind of see that, especially with the Spark shorts, that they've kind of gone, gone through a transformation between, like, before they kind of did these, like, short little... Uh, just kind of charming little creative, almost like I'm gonna say beats. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know these like just a little uh I'm gonna say charming sandwich before you digest a full film. <laughs> uh, but nowadays you know like I said, especially with Spark Shorts, you see like Float, uh, Kitbull, Twenty Something, Nona, Burrow. A lot, a lot of the Spark Shorts are more like about the emotion and storytelling and making you and you issues know, even you know yeah. like yeah like like raising social issues things yeah. like that yeah luxo um, jr does not have those and <laughs> uh you can see like with a few of them they're still doing it um but yeah it's just kind of interesting to see how they the tr- they transformed to you know just kind of sort of many fun times to now actual fully realized stories probably because they're not before movies Right, and I feel like there's less proof of concept happening in them now because now they can kind of do 
just about anything. So Luxo Jr. is trying to prove how we can take something like a um, like a desk lamp and give it personality just through movement and things like that. So I also love some of the original Pixar shorts is that they're far more silent film driven. Like there's there's not dialogue or things like that. So Luxo Jr., I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that there's not a veto coming from you, Levi. No, no. All right, so we're leaving that on the list. Now I have to pick again, and then you won't hear from me for a while. So I'm uh, now I'm torn. Do I want to go? Hmm. I'm gonna put one that I have a little bit higher on my list, but I'm just not sure where you guys are on this. Um, I'm gonna play a spark short here. Uh, At least I think it's a spark short. No, it's not a spark short. This is a, one of the last theatrical shorts. Uh, I'm going to put Lou on this. So Lou is the story of a um, <laughs> lost and found monster. I mean, is that is that a lost and found spirit or something? Uh, so it, mm-hmm. this is takes place on a playground. There's no dialogue in it, but there's a lot of communication. So this is a much larger or a much later short. So I think this feel has the feel of a full-blown Pixar movie in terms of its visual stuff. Um, I love the creativity of the character of uh, of Lou, who's sort of built out of all these items in the Lost and Found, and it's about Lou trying to kind of teach uh, the playground bully a lesson, and then at the same time undercover or uncovering the uh, maybe roots of trauma in in the bully himself. Uh, I think it's just a a touching story. I find that the the character of Lou to be really creative, the way he can transform and uh, like kind of absorb items in the lost and found so he doesn't he actually does not have a look almost at all because he's built out of whatever's there um and can change that but um yeah i i I just really love this one uh this one feels like it's tilting a little bit more towards having a story and a message without being heavy-handed in any kind of way so uh so yeah I'm, i'm putting lou there uh mark thoughts on lou so i agree with pretty much everything you've said i think it's pretty good and I was nervous when you said one of the last theatrical shorts, you were going to say, bow. And that scared me for a second. But I do really like the short, Lou. I like how at the end, the bully goes to check on Lou, and he's not there because he's put all of the stolen items back. And yeah, I just, I agree with pretty much everything you said. It's just a really nice, touching story. All right, Esme? Yeah, I like this one. Is this roughly where you had Lou on your list, or...? Yeah, actually, it is. It's pretty close. Okay, okay. I don't know. I The first time I watched it, it was in history in eighth grade. I don't know why we watched it, but we did. And I remember really liking it there and then watching it again. I liked it even more, I think. And I do think it is cool, the, like, how they make the, like, I don't know, like, ghost of the lost and found out of the items, I think is really cool. Yeah, I also think, you know, the the history of animated shorts goes back a long way, you know, whether they're Disney shorts or Looney Tunes shorts. And this has a little bit of that feel to it. It's sort of a, you know, like a a chase around the, and almost like action sequence around the playground. So so mm-hmm. I, I really like that. Levi, how are we feeling about Lou? Yeah, I, I mean, three out of four of us have said it, but I really like the way they animated Lou. I almost, I really want like a full movie where they get something like Lou to like creatively, a creatively animated main character. Maybe we'll get that in their upcoming uh, movie, Elemental, but who knows. Um, But like the message is basically just be kind. And it's a really simple but effective message. And it's a really, you know, sweet story. And, you know, I'd say it fits right there because it's, 
sweet and it's fun and it's got a story. But you know, they made better. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not on my like upper tier, but I figured with picks uh, twelve and thirteen, I wanted to get a couple personal favorites on there that might not be the like apex of Pixar shorts. We are not to pick eleven, a pick I don't have to make. This goes to Esme. Esme, what are you uh what are you thinking? This is stressful. Um I think I'm gonna go with Pearl. Just I don't know. I think it's a good message and like I like it, but it's not like my favorite one. So I want it to be on the list, but I feel like it shouldn't be that much higher. Okay. Like uh, I, why I, why why do you like this one? Um I don't know. I just think it's a really creative way to tell that story. And I don't know, I found it interesting. And that was it's also when I watched in eighth grade history. And I don't know why we were watching these, but like I feel like everyone in the class was just like really interested in it and really liked it. And I feel like it just has a really good message. Absolutely. Uh, Mark, how are you feeling about Pearl? So Pearl, Pearl's existence is hilarious to me because <laughs> this is the first Pixar to have a naughty word in it. And also, uh, it's just like such a goofy concept because I believe the message of the story is like, representing women in the workforce. And I find it funny that they decided to use like balls of yarn and all of the things like that. But yeah, I agree with it. I still think it's pretty good. It's not like, again, it's not like top tier storytelling, but it is still, it's pretty great. Yeah, I feel like the, I feel like the, 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 sorry, you're always last on this, but <laughs> as long as people have vetoes, you're, you're going to have to wait. Um, uh, I, I'm not going to veto this, so maybe Levi and I can talk together. Uh, so feel <laughs> free to interrupt me and, and, and jump in on this. What I like about, um, about Pearl uh, at this point, I mean, this is a spark short. So at this point they've kind of mastered the technology. So I love how the human characters look like Pixar humans, but the texture of Pearl, like the texture of the yarn, especially when she's knit together, like that looks almost photorealistic. Like it looks like they're like, like stop motioning a ball of yarn somehow. So I love the way that this one mm -hmm. looks. I remember I first saw this, Last this past summer when you guys showed it to me and I was kind of blown away by what the the like I want to say physical appearance of Pearl, although it's realized it's it's all digital, but um but that that kind of blows me away. This is also definitely like a a message short. This is also a short that has that depends on dialogue. Um which uh I have kind of mixed feelings about like um how much how talky they get, but this one kind of needs that. And it, and it is, there is a, a pretty emotional punch when Pearl is, you know, in the, um, in the elevator looking at the, the, the new hire and kind of needing to make this decision. So, so I, I, I think this, uh, storytelling wise is pretty effective. Levi, where, where are you at with this? Uh, I actually, I was considering vetoing it, but I want to save my veto. Um, I just, like Mark said, it is like a weird way to tell this story, but I think it's almost astonishing how effective um it is. Like it worked really well for me. Uh I enjoyed I enjoyed Pearl as a main character, honestly. You know, like even though we get like five minutes of Pearl. Uh I think the like the B R O capital being mm -hmm. what the company's <laughs> named is funny to me. Um I mean, I'd say I'm probably going to be saying simple yet effective a lot, but this is probably the best short that fits into that category. Like it fits into it the most definitively. It's real. Like it is a very short short. 
Um, like it, story-wise, it is really simple, but for me, it just works really, really well. And I like the message. I like the uh, decision Pearl has to make again, choosing the you know approval of her peers uh, over the well-being of another person who was in a very similar situation as Pearl was. Um, I don't know. I just really liked it, but yeah, I can say it's even if I were to change where it is, it wouldn't be anywhere like in the top seven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so close enough to where you had this. I had this around fifteen, so just out of my top thirteen. But this was yeah. one that I bothered ranking. So there's a bunch that I just mm-hmm. thought, nah, I'm not going to vote for those. So yeah, I, that I, was how it was for me. It was like I want this to be up there, but like it's not high. All right, on the list. Yeah, so get it in there before we get to the top ten. Speaking yeah. of top ten, Mark, <laughs> we are now to the top ten. To your first pick. What do you what do you think in here? All right, so I've had I've been thinking about this kind of like while you and Levi were conversing, but I am gonna go with twenty something, the most recent Pixar short. And the reason I'm gonna go with this is I find the message, like the central message of it, really cool. I find the execution of like multiple people representing one person, like multiple mindsets, but like. For me, I just don't really like a lot of the comedy in it. I find it to be, like, really cheesy. But that's... Mm-hmm. I still really like it a lot, though. And that's really all I have to say. All right, Esme, how are you feeling about 20-something? Did this make your make your list? It didn't, but it almost did. Because, I don't know, it might have just been because it was the last one that we watched. But it was also, like, I found myself afterwards thinking about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And also, I do kind of agree, like... I don't really like the jokes and the comedy. It's kind of, eh. but like I think the concept is really cool. That it's like in every person there are multiple versions of them. Yeah, and like you choose which part of you is like kind of in charge in that moment. Yeah, I like the concept a lot. I almost wish it would the execution was better. I also, yeah. as I was watching these, um, some of the shifts away from three D animation to a more two D style feel almost like a regression to me so like i don't Mm -hmm. i don't love the way this one looks visually i kind of wish this would have been done in more of a a, this just looks like a hand-drawn kind of 2d thing so it doesn't feel like pixar as much to me Mm -hmm. plus it's pretty talky i mean i'm trying to figure out if i want to talk myself into vetoing this because this one i this was one i didn't even bother to rank because i thought i'm not a big fan at the same time we still have a lot of picks left, and I don't. I only have the one veto, so I'm not sure that I want to that I want to use that now. Um, and I feel like we're 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 still in the range where um, we're kind of maybe in personal picks a little bit here. We're not to the the pantheon of Pixar short, so uh, I don't love it, but I think I'm I'm okay leaving it here. Levi, where are you at with twenty something? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's pretty perfect right where it is. Um, I'd say. Like, yeah, the comedy, um, <laughs> we've, again, we've all said it, the comedy is kind of cheesy, and I think it drags the experience down a little bit. Um, but I do really like the message, and I like the idea that they really, like, subtly convey that people are more than the sum of their parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and the but, ending's good. The ending, yeah, the when ending, everybody yeah. be- turns into, like, children version of themselves, that's yeah. pretty great. Um and I also think, like, the twist is pretty neat because, like, in the first the first half of it where, like, you don't know that it's, like, a metaphor um, where it's, like, oh, it's a bunch of kids 
trying to fake it like so that they can uh, be in a club. Um, but it's actually just an adult that feels like either one of their uh, younger counterparts. Uh, but yeah, I'd say, you know, there's still, it's not flawless. It's not the best story Pixar's ever made. It's not the best short. I'd say it fits perfectly right where it is. Okay, so just at the at the beginning of that, that, that maybe upper third, we're okay with it there. I do like the image of kind of the war within ourselves too. Like yeah. the different versions of ourselves mm-hmm. don't go away, but they're... They're kind of at war within us. Yeah, I feel like it was a really cool idea. And I do like, again, like the part at the end where it's like you show all the people and they're really just like kids. Like, I like that idea. I feel like it just wasn't executed correctly. And I do also agree, like, the animation style was not my favorite. Like, I always really liked, like, Pixar 3D looking stuff. And the fact that they're kind of moving away from that kind of makes me sad because I just think it looks so cool. Yeah, and... One thing, I forgot to say this because, I mean, I guess I forgot, <laughs> but if you've ever seen and just small bits of, like, the Tangled TV show, um, you can see it's, like, it's a 2D style, and by no means, and 20-something kind of fits this description, it's a 2D style, you can tell it's hand-drawn and stuff, but, like, it doesn't look bad, but you wouldn't ever want this style, like, on a full-length feature film. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like it was made just for something you know short yeah i mean to me it feels like a like a pretty well done saturday morning cartoon it looks like Fillmore or something yeah it does you know where it's like it's it and this is where i like i like my pixar to feel special visually and i don't know that this i feel like this matches the pixar ideas but i don't know about the visual feel so we're kind of like crapping on your pick but we're no one's vetoing it entirely because i i do think the points you're making are right which is it's a great idea Levi, would you like to make your first pick? I'm just going to run down where we're at so far. So at 13, we had Luxo Jr. At 12, Lou. At 11, Pearl. At 10, 20-something. Levi, what do we have at 9? Uh, uh, dang. The, whenever you hold the power of the pick, the <laughs> pressure is real. So let me think for a second. This is why you don't want to pick first, because then you have to start the list. Right, yeah. That's the most stressful. Like, I think pick number 13 is harder than pick number one. Yeah, cause because at least you know, like... Yeah, these pick are number one, like. it's like, well, what else is it going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't ever think I'd pick this, but I think I'm going to go with 2010's Day and Night. Oh. All right, Mark. 2010's Day and Night. Okay, so very mixed opinions on this. I think it's one of the coolest ideas, but at the same time, I think it's also worse than all four of the shorts that we already have drafted. And I just think the fact that it's, I feel like if, to me, if it's that lower scope of quality, I don't think it deserves to be on here. And I'm going to use my veto on day and night. Okay, I just want to say, this is like my favorite one, and I'm insulted by this. Wow, wow, but How he, hey, dare you? No, this works out great because I also love Day and Night, so your veto, because you don't think it should be on the list for us, actually yeah, sets it up. Yeah, it helps up, us. So, yeah, Thank you. V- it's just going to come back later. Boom. <laughs> All right, uh, Levi, uh, or excuse me, yeah, Levi, Day and Night has been vetoed. You got to put something else in that spot. I have a feeling Day and Night's coming back because it has some champions at the table. You're so mean. Yeah. Oh, this is difficult. Mm. 
You know, I think I'm going to go with partly cloudy. Oh, talk talk to me about partly cloudy. Wait, actually, hmm. no, wait, yep, keep it actually. All right, let's I was talk about partly contemplating cloudy. for a little bit. So, partly cloudy is it's like about a cloud, um, and all the clouds, like I guess they make you know th- things that the like storks take down. Um, to the real world, and there's this uh, one dark cloud, and like it seems each stork is assigned a cloud. Um, they don't say this, but it's just kind of the idea. Each stork has like a mat, like a cloud, and there's this one dark cloud that makes like like the other clouds are making like really nice stuff, and this dark cloud is like making really dangerous stuff. Um, like a crocodile baby, and yeah, a shark uh, baby, yeah. yeah, crocodile baby, a shark baby, all this. Um, and uh, the bird is kind of getting like all beat up by it so then he leaves and the cloud gets really sad um but then he comes back just like with a helmet and stuff (laughs) um and i was thinking about it because i do think it is a really nice and very sweet message Uh, i like the way the clouds are animated and just the i mean the there's a lot of really cool concepts that have been turned into really uh into these short films uh but yeah, I feel like at the end of the day, it's just I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the message. Like it's something like twenty something, where I really enjoyed the message, and I think it does, granted, look better than twenty something. Um, and it has some decent slapstick, I'd say. Um, but like the message of uh, like real friends will love you no matter what is actually, I I just say it's really strong. Yeah, I just liked it. All right. So, uh, Mark, you moved down in the veto list because you don't have a veto anymore. So, Esme, how do you feel? So, you're gonna, we're going to let you talk about it, but, but it's going to be once we, uh, once we hear from folks who could veto it. Esme, how are you feeling about Partly Cloudy at number nine? I feel good about this. I had it slightly higher on my list, but not that much. Um, partly because I do think it is just like a really cool, like good creative story. And also because I watched this in I think first grade, it was either first or second, and I really liked it, and then I never saw it again, or I don't even think like knew what it was called until like last week, and it was such this cool moment of like, I've seen this before, and I somehow remembered so much of it. And I think it's just also a really good story, and I think it shows something that I actually remembered it really well, even though that was like nine years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I also, I had this at number eight on my list, so this is right where I had it. Um, I think this is in some ways kind of a perfect balance of a Pixar short of like it has a message but it's not heavy handed with it it looks great this this I think aired with Up I believe this was the the led into Up and it's really actually plays really nicely with Up as um because Up starts with such a like gut punch so this at least you know gives you something before you watch that to, <laughs> to get you in a particular mood so they can knock you down off of that yeah, cloud yeah like a, a nice uh treat before a storm of sorrow yes exactly exactly um so i'm i'm kind of loving this here so i am not inclined to veto this at all uh mark how are you feeling about partly cloudy at nine yeah i love like the message behind this i think it's right where it needs to be honestly i'm not gonna veto it because i can't i feel like i'm gonna come to regret this just because my veto is probably gonna end up Putting day and night higher. Where it should be. <laughs> no. Yeah, but, where it should be. No. But. Yeah. But. We're talking about Portly Cloudy right now. 
not talking about day and night. Yeah, I really I like the message of like real friends will stick around, but like he thinks like oh he was just there because it was his job or something like that. But then when he comes back with the helmet, it's like such a touching moment. I don't really have much to say that hasn't already been said. So yeah, I'm happy where it is. All right, so we have partly cloudy at number nine. So. Uh, that comes back to me now. I feel like I, I feel like I just made those picks and now I'm picking again and, uh, I'm really worried because I only have two picks left and I have, I have a couple that I'm pretty sure aren't going to be on other people's lists. And now I'm just wondering if I have to give up on some of those. Um, man. Uh, what do I do here? I, Okay, I'm going to do this and maybe maybe I'm going to hate myself for this. Um, but uh, counting up, we had at 13, Luxo Jr. At 12, Lou. At 11, Pearl. At 10, 20-something. At 9, Partly Cloudy. At Am I going to do this at 8? Um, I don't know. Are we? <laughs> uh, I am going to. No, I'm not going to do that. <sighs> I'm going to play Piper. Um, All right. So Piper is, uh, I think, one of the best-looking Pixar shorts. So there is this move you you had mentioned in the preamble um, talking about uh, the blue umbrella as this kind of big leap forward visually. I mean, it, where they really move to photorealism. And, you know, I, when I was watching that, I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, are they just mixing animation with, just live action and it's not and piper has that same feel but i feel like the characterization in piper is even better than the blue umbrella um i i love the story of um this little bird who's learning from the crabs how to do something of value to help uh to help the family out i feel like it is you know i think about uh you know we've talked in the past about the good dinosaur which is this whole movie which without much of a story i feel like this is this five minute thing that has a better story than the good dinosaur um and and you know uh, you know it's a story about learning to be brave about learning from the people around you about learning to help the people around you so and, and i just think this is stunning to look at and and i almost feel like they made piper and then after that it's like they couldn't go any further in the photorealistic direction because they kind of did about as well as they could with it. So I'm going to put Piper at number eight, even though it's much higher on my list. I'm just not sure if it's showing up for you guys. Um, so we start with Esme. How are you feeling about? Okay. It was also much higher on my list, but I'm going to leave it there because I feel like it might not go higher. But I also do really like them because it like, I both like the story because it is the like facing fears thing and like learning for other people. But also it looks so cool. Because, like, there's the part where the bird is, like, underwater, mm-hmm. and it's so cool. And it feels like they rendered every grain of sand. Yeah. Which kind of blows me it's away. It's, like, beautiful. And also the bird is adorable. So it is. It's a very, it is a very cute bird. Um, <laughs> Levi, how are you feeling about Piper here at number eight? Uh, yeah, I'd say this is – I would I like Partly Cloudy a little more than Piper, but, I mean, it's a really uh, gorgeous short. And I like the story of facing your fears instead of running from them. Um, and my favorite kind of like, you'll see there's like some really realistic looking 3D animation out there. 
especially in Love, Death, and Robots, which I've mentioned a good amount. But um, my favorite kind is the kind that is also in my favorite short film, Hebrew, where it's like suit, like really realistic looking, but they also stylize it. Like you can tell with like the way the hermit crabs look, you yes. know, like they're really sim- like simplistic and like geometric. They're just like these basic like ovals. Um, and in the case of Hebrew, like it's all in super realistic looking. Um, but they like added some like painted on aspects, and that's what, like that's the kind of really realistic animation that I like to see, because for the most part I much prefer like overly cartoony animation over super realistic stuff. Because like realistic animation feels like at times that it's like afraid that it's or almost ashamed that it's not live action, versus cartoony stuff is like proud to be animated. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not running away from being animated. Um, Mark, how are you feeling about Piper at eight? If this was an Oscar ceremony, Piper would have the best looking award. I think it is the visually best looking Pixar short. I I love the shot where the wave washes over Piper and they open their eyes and they just see like all the clams floating up. I think it's such such a great shot, just like visually. And it has like a pretty good amount of story significance and again it's just like such a well done it looks like they got the whole studio behind this one just to make it look so good absolutely it's a lot of work to put in for this this one thing uh and i forgot i had a thing to say about jerry's game uh and i i feel that's coming back oh Um, it's coming back but don't sound design is an aspect of film and also of video games that i feel like i appreciate a lot more than like the average person but like Especially with, I've seen videos of how they make the sounds, like they'll use uh, random objects. I forgot what it was called, you might want to look up the word for it. But like, like foley? foley? Yeah, f- yeah, it might be foley, but where they use different objects to create the sounds. Uh, and really good sound design can just honestly really elevate like the listening experience, the A in the AV. Um, and Piper's sound design is really good. The water just sounds just gorgeous the way the the birds like chirping sounds it all sounds really good and the same thing with jerry's game well i'm feeling i'm feeling good about picking piper there i had it uh, maybe three or four spots higher on my list but listening to some of you guys talk about it makes me feel like you guys weren't going to play that higher so i feel like that was a pick well used for me uh we're up to number seven uh that is esme esme what do you have at number seven all right folks Here's the thing. I believe this should be way higher, but I have a feeling no one else believes that. But I'm going to put Jerry's game here because I feel like otherwise it's not going to go on the list. So, so like I, I've should. already said my piece about Jerry's game. Go ahead and talk about why you think. I had this at 13. You're moving it up to 7. Uh, why, why here? Okay. It's just like, I don't know. I feel about it in a similar way that I feel about Up in a weird way. Where it's like, it's this like weirdly calming, nice story. And I don't know, like, it's just, it's in a weird way entertaining and like in a weird way victorious, even though it's not really. And also... Well, he gets the teeth yeah, at the end, so yeah. there's victory there. And also like, I'm a person who plays a lot of board games by themselves, so I connect with that. <laughs> I've never taken like the effort to move seats, but I admire that effort. Yeah, yeah. So... So you see yeah. yourself in Jerry's game. I do, yeah, no. But it's also just like there's just something really sweet about this guy sitting in this park and it looks really like cool too. 
And he's just like playing a game of chess by himself. I see that. I see that. Uh, Levi, Jerry's game here at number seven. Is this a better spot for it? I actually thought Esme was going to put it higher. I thought Esme was going to put it at like number six or number five. Okay, well, I don't um, have that. Pitch, yeah, she like, only has seven oh, yeah. and three, no. so yeah. And I don't think if she'd I put could, it at I would have. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to put it at three, even though realizing it's the my second favorite one. But of the limited picking system, but um, so it's, it's strange say uh, like with Jerry's game right here because I had just mentioned uh, sound design with Piper, and so. I expected to be like much later talking about Jerry's game, but now I'm just immediately after talking about it. Yeah. What I mean by the sound design in Jerry's game is, it's the weirdest thing. But the sound that the chess pieces make, they got it just right. I, it's mm-hmm. just such a it's such a satisfying sound, and it sounds like exactly like a real chessboard. Isn't it crazy how when yeah. they get that right, how magic it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, like listening to him. I don't know. It's so weird. Like it's just such a satisfying like sound i don't know it is yeah i noticed that when i was watching it it's so um, nice but also like um the sounds jerry's making like he jerry is really expressive for someone that has essentially no dialogue like he has grunting noises and laughs and also the accordion music in the background i at least i believe it's accordion isn't it accordion i think so yeah yeah uh that stuff also sounds really good but that's more of a score less of sound design i'm dragging on a little bit mark Mark, what's your thoughts on Jerry's game? Uh, I once, so I used to think it was pronounced Gary's game. <laughs> I don't have much to add, so I'm just going to say this. I once had to do, like, a full character analyzation paragraph on Jerry's game. Actually, only, like, last week for one of my classes. And so I managed to come up with one paragraph about Jerry, which I could talk about. I feel like it would get a little bit boring. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Very good short. I'm glad it got vetoed at number 13 because I think it's definitely better than everything that came before and day and night, but that's neither here nor there. I have a question for you. Does doing that character analysis make you appreciate it more or dislike it more? Because I could understand both sides of that. I it makes me appreciate it more because like I looked at it and I was like, How am I there's nothing to analyze? But then I, I was like, Oh wait, I'm wrong. And it's actually like pretty in depth how well his character is written. Okay. But yeah. I could also have very much if it were me, I probably would have liked it less if I had to analyze it, because whenever I have to analyze something, I feel like you commonly overanalyze yeah, I like, and then you start hating it. I like out less now because I had to analyze that as well. I don't like out as much now after doing that. Hmm. All right. So <clears throat> we have Mark coming up at number six. Let me give a rundown of what we have so far. At 13, we have Luxo Jr. At 12, we have Lou. At 11, we have Pearl. At 10, we have 20-something. At 9, Partly Cloudy. At 8, Piper. And at 7, moving all the way up from 13 to 7 is Jerry's Game. Yeah. Mark, uh, who, what do you have at number six? So... I'm going to put this here. I think it should be higher, but I don't think it should be as high as number two, and that's all I have control of. But if you would put it higher, I would say veto it because I really like this one, but I I don't think it should be at number two. So I'm going to put float at number six. Oh, interesting. I almost played this much earlier in the game. Uh, I see. uh, Tell us about float. So float... 
at the beginning, like I was watching, I was crunching watching these all this morning, and I was like, oh, this is just gonna be really weird. But then, like, it wasn't, and you slowly see like the this word anagram with real life. I'm not sure analogy, analogy, analogy with like real life kids who are different. And then, like, the moment where it's a silent film up until this point, and the kid's crying, and then the dad speaks and, like, tells him, why can't you just be normal? And he just, like, goes silent and stops talking. Like, that was such a powerful moment for me, and I think that was so well done, because having a silent film and then turning it on its head and having a character speak just added, like, the impact of that moment was just multiplied by, like, ten thousand so yeah i really like float and i'm really happy with where i put it but i would put it higher if i had control of number three uh esme uh number six how you feeling about float i feel good about that because i i felt like it was a really good story and it was like i feel like in ways it was very relatable because you i feel like everyone knows someone like that you know where it's like there's someone who's just very different and kind of the like moments that you wish they're normal and then it's like no but like they're like the way they are is fine so i feel like that's a really good story and then i also do think it's cool that's like it's like so many of the pixar shorts have no talking Mm -hmm. and this one does but then once the talking happens it then doesn't happen again and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I think that came out a lot of um, watching them in chronological order as you get conditioned to them being silent. And then it, it's yeah. pretty deafening when you hear somebody say words, and mm-hmm. especially words that are that biting. Yeah. Um, it makes the 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 child's response to that feel feel so much more real. I, honestly, Float was one I when uh, when Jerry's game got vetoed, I was like, well, do I just play Float here? I'm I'm happy to have it up here on this list. At this point, I've sort of given up on some of the things that I have high not making it. But I think Float is it's one of the early Spark shorts, and I think it's definitely worthy of being here. Um, so I have no inclination to veto this. Levi, you're the last one with a veto left out of the three of us. So I'm going to veto it. You I are? I think it should be higher. Oh, all right. <laughs> I don't so, know if it's going to end up on the list. No, I will now, warn you. I will warn you when you veto to get things higher, you also have the responsibility to pick it higher too then. Mm-hmm. So yep. so just just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, Esme, with uh, with, with Night and Day as oh, well. Oh, I have plans. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Mark, you've got uh, another, another pick here at number six. Okay. So I am partially regretting my decision to veto Night and Day because I've been uh, day and night because I've been thinking about it. You could just play it here. I could play it here, but I think it I should, should let the people. I, th- I think I should let the people who actually enjoy it play it. I see, like the beauty in it, and I am. I apologize for my harsh rating earlier. Thank you. But right here, oh, there's one I want you to play real bad, just because I want to get it up there. I'm gonna play La Luna. Oh, okay. Talk yes. about La Luna. Okay. Are you allowed to tell me which one you wanted me to just play? No, no, no. Well, it'll it'll come up. Oh, I, I will I will later <laughs> it'll on. It'll come up. Okay. So La Luna, I found it such like a really cool story of like the dad and the grandpa fighting over what the kid should do. I think it's cool at the end where they brushed all the stars and I was like, why are they doing this? And then that you look and you see that it's a crescent moon. So they were like choosing 
what the moon is to look like. And then also, like, when they were pushing, the dad wanted him to use the broom, and the grandpa wanted him to use the mop. And at the end, he's actually just using a rake. And also, fun fact, the dad in Luca, his character design, was influenced by the dad in La Luna. So, oh, the more interesting. You know, interesting. The more you know. Esme, your thoughts on La Luna? Um, I had this pretty high on my list when I did rankings, and I'm, I thought it wouldn't end up on the list, and I'm happy it did. Because I do think it's kind of the sweet story, because it is like the, the two different like figures trying to tell this kid like what he should do and then he doesn't do either of them and i liked that and then it also it just looks very cool like it's very beautiful like with all the different like star stuff on the moon like the light stuff looks so cool absolutely and and there is this great the great moment when they start full first pull the ladder up and you're like where is this going <laughs> you know because at first it feels like well may, are they out fishing what are they out to do yeah and then when that ladder goes up and they start to climb up to the moon and i want to step on uh on levi's corner here sound design on this the sound of yeah. the star like the tinkle of the stars when they land or when he hits the star the big star and it breaks up like perfect i love i could just listen to that sound as i fall asleep um i had this a little bit lower but i love this here i'm really glad this one made it onto the list levi how do you feel about you veto it i'm gonna be angry he doesn't have a veto left i don't have a veto so i couldn't if i wanted to and no i think this fits perfectly right here like so one of the reasons i like sound design so much is that it can like establish another aspect of like a film or short film's personality like, like I'd say the most obvious case is, like, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Because, like, that movie just sounds so unique in comparison to other movies. Um, so, you know, I just kind of wanted to say that. But, like, yeah, I mean, I do like the visual style with this movie. And also, the dad in it uh, reminds me of the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs dad. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh and, you know, I like the visual of, like, you said you like the sound of when he hit the big star. Um, but, like, the when he, the way, like, they hit the big stars and, like, it's like a shockwave that goes across the mm-hmm. whole star. Um, this It is just a really cute animation style. Um, and I feel like the story was done subtly enough while also having, like, some of this just creative energy to the point where it works really well. And it has, you know, it highlights what's, what Pixar tends to do with their short films, you know, have a subtle but effective story and, you know, creative and fun animation. Yeah, it, it feels to me like a children's book come to life and not just like taking the 2D drawings in a children's book and animating them, but making them come alive. I really, really love this. Well, guys, we have made it to the top five. So, um, <clears throat> Levi, you get your only your second pick in this draft at number five. I'm going to count us up to number five, and then you let us know what you have there. At 13, we have Luxo Jr., 12, Lou, 11, Pearl, 10, 20-something, 9, Partly Cloudy, 8, Piper, 7, Jerry's Game, 6, La Luna. Levi, what do you have at number five? I think for number five, I th- I'm going to do it now because I don't think it's going to get picked later if I don't float because you know float i could say a lot about float i the twist of where he's like talks so the talking it wouldn't have had the impact if it you know if there was dialogue previously like mark said the impact comes from the fact that like it subverts it subverts your expectations 
like the kids yelling and you can and the dad's just dragging him away and you can tell there's something inside the dad and it's building so it just he just yells at him why can't you just be normal and then silent the colors mute and man that hit me that hit me hard mm-hmm. um i was like almost in tears in this one so yeah i think this is a phenomenal short a really great story and you know it's got that pixar creativity the animation looks really good especially i really like the lighting um i just think it looks really nice you know it's really colorful you know it's just mm, an amazing short i think the story is more of the highlight versus some of like the versus other shorts like la luna um some like the creativity um and like fun ideas like you'll see it in more shorts than just la luna like most of the shorts on this list are just creative ideas you know this one it feels like the story is the highlight over the idea of a kid that floats yeah yeah absolutely uh we all got to talk about float does anybody want to add anything else i just want to point out that you used your veto to move it up one place no i move yep yeah, but you know what? I just want it's to throw that out there. Quality the gameplay. Top I like five that. is I better like than that. top six. Yeah, like it's on. It's on yeah, the but I just now. I wanted that to <clears throat> be pointed out. But that makes sense because I don't think you want to play Laluna at one, or excuse me, um, Float at one, and you don't think it's going to necessarily fall in any higher. Yeah, so. Unless Esme was secretly planning to put it at number three. <laughs> no, no, she's going to day and night at number three. Yeah, so uh, so Float, uh, we're putting in here at number five. I think we all feel pretty good about that. We were we were good with it at at six. Five, I feel just as good about it there. Uncle Sam almost spelt it flayout. I did, yes. Uh, <laughs> so we're now at to number four. This is my last pick in the draft. Um, <clears throat> this is tricky for me. Uh, I have to look at my daughter and see if I trust her. I think I trust her <laughs> to do the right thing. Because if, if I do, then I can play something else here. Um, and <clears throat> I have one here that... For me, is my number. It's my number three pick, and I'm gonna play this because I don't think anyone else is. Uh wow! All right, at number four, I'm gonna play Sanjay's Super Team. I actually loved this. Really? Yeah, you can veto it if you want. I'll play something uh, else if you want. Um, I kind of want to. Uh, so let me just say yeah. this, like, like what I like, what I like about, can I, can I make my yeah, case you before you throw that? Yeah, taking it out. Yeah, so you're threatening me with it. Um, I love the representation in this. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the idea of you have this little kid who is, you know, into superheroes. His dad is is, you know, doing his religious practice, and that the kid is see, it ends up seeing, making this connection between. Um, you know, his, his family's traditional religion and this, and the sort of the superhero things that, that he liked. I also love this as a play on kind of superhero culture. So this is in 2015. So by 2015, we're, you know, we're deep into the MCU. We're deep into the DCEU. Um, so, so that, that they would do a, a, a thing that's touching on, on superheroes, but also, you know, thinking about religion, thinking about something that's connecting a father and a son. I find that actually really, um, really, I find this really beautiful. Now I'm playing this knowing I might be drawing out a veto and I'm happy to play something else here. But the reason that I'm playing it here is because I don't think anyone else is going to, um, play this in the, in the top four. So I actually had this as number three on my list. 
Um, but yeah, so we, we go to Esme first because All she right. has the she has the power to veto this. Here's the thing. I think it is a cool story, and I think it is a good story. I just don't think it's, f- like, the fourth best one. If you had played it lower on the list, I would have been like, okay, fine, whatever. But this high, I'm saying no. All right, so is that a veto? Yes. All right, I'm going to go around and have you guys talk about it because I have a feeling this is not coming back. Uh, uh, either of you guys want to jump in and say anything about Sanjay's super team? Go ahead, Mark. It reminds me of Paw Patrol, and that's why I don't like it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Why, may I ask? It's the animation. I don't know what oh. about it. It reminds me of Paw Patrol. It reminds and, me more of PJ Masks. Yeah, and like that. random kid stuff like that. It just really like messes with, I can't really take it seriously if like that's all I'm, all I'm thinking is Paw Patrol when I'm watching this. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so I have to replace this. Wait. Oh, sorry. Do you... Uh, so I'd say it's not necessarily his fault that you're always... It's fair, but, like, yeah, the animation style is a little, like... I don't think it fit the story as well as it could. And I think it's, like, more intellectual versus emotional. It's a bit of both, but, like, it's much more of a thinking Pixar film. It is... Not emotional! It's it's a father and son connecting! <laughs> yeah, but... No, but, like, it's more about the son connecting to like his own religion and you don't really get much like much emotion with the father oh, at, at the, the very end. end at the very end yeah you you they, do when they when you they're do. lying down on the floor looking at his drawings and playing i don't know I, as as like, a father of children like i am moved by this <laughs> yeah i mean and that can make sense like every i'm not the target audience of every single short ever made you yeah. know that's just be a dumb statement to make <laughs> um but it's like the they didn't really like the father I just felt like if they gave the father more character, like maybe a role in Sanjay's like fantasy, it would have worked better for me. Because it feels like it's more like Sanjay does a thing, uh, and then he connects with his father at the very end, and it eh, it just doesn't work for me that sure, well. Sure, sure. And I will tell you this: I th- I'm moved by the father and child connecting, but notice that this was vetoed by one of my children. So yeah. So clearly, this this message is not a universal message. That's okay. I floated that one out there. Um, now is where I'm torn um, because that's not coming back and that's okay. I have a feeling I know what Esme is going to play. I have a feeling I know what's at number one. I have no idea what Mark's going to do at number two. He is now the agent of Chaos Wildcard. And I don't think there's any vetoes left. I have a veto. Oh. Yes. Um, oh, there it is. Man. So here's I have I have two choices. I'm not going to tell you what they are, but I'm going to describe them very briefly. One of them is another early Pixar that I think is a quantum leap forward. The other is one that I think touches on the traditions of animated shorts that would appear before movies. Um, I think because I got Luxo Jr. on there, I'm not going to go with the other early Pixar short, although I think it's better than Luxo Jr. And I kind of wish I had I know what it is. played that there. I am going to play the animated short the Pixar short that came before the first Pixar movie that my first child ever saw in the theater. We, we took Banked to Wally, and Presto was the first, uh, was the animated short before that. Now, why I'm picking Presto is this is such a throwback to old school Bugs Bunny cartoons, you know. Uh, so I feel like this is in a tradition of this character who is who has this one powerful object of this magic hat and is 
wreaking havoc on the life of the of the magician mostly because he just wants to eat a carrot um so i feel like this it 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 looks like a pixar short but it's a throwback to older looney tunes and disney shorts so i feel good at that at number four um now none of you have vetoes left so this is going to be at four because i'm not going to veto it myself but i want to hear what you guys have to say about presto go ahead Mark. so one of the main things that stuck out with me i don't think it should be at number four but I'm willing to respect that opinion just because of, I love, like, I like the slapstick in this one. I think, like, the visual comedy works really well. And I also really like the character design. And just the way the characters move around, it feels so expressive. It kind of reminds me of, like, Chef Skinner or, like, Ercole as, like, really iconic villains. It has a lot of character to it. Uh, I'd say, yeah, it's really got a lot of Looney Tunes energy. And Pixar has always been really creative, but I like all like, like all the things that they try to like throw into the hat. Um, Literally get, into yeah, the hat. Yeah, uh, to um, get like unique reactions, like using a really long ladder um, and like a prop falling and then he himself falls through the hat, you know? I Yeah, I mean, it just, it literally felt like I'm watching a 3D animated Looney Tunes short and... So, you know, I can see why you'd enjoy that a lot. I also like that it's not heavy with message. <laughs> you know, like I, some of the ones we're going to be playing going forward have a lot more message in them and this one this one doesn't as well. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's good to like keep it simple sometimes. Honestly, this kind of what I feel is like I do like the ones that it's like they have a message and they make you think, but sometimes you also just want to watch something that's just like fun to watch. And I did actually have this on my list. It wasn't this high. But like, where was it on your list? Out of curiosity, twelve. Uh, oh, okay. I, I'm happy it was on your top thirteen. So <laughs> I had mine at thirteen. So for me, it was on like eleven. 10. All right. So so actually, yeah. it was thinking about it more. I think it gets better the more I think about it. It's probably I'd put it at like uh, number nine. I'll be honest. I if I it. if I if I could have put Piper here and presto at eight but i wasn't thinking about that at the time i wasn't thinking how that was going to work but presto makes it into the top four so that is my last pick of the draft now i will remind you i am the (coughs) one person with a veto left you have a veto override (sighs) correct mark um so if i veto somebody other than you i'm just gonna override (laughs) just for the sake of using it um so now we're esme your last pick at number three i am picking Day and night, because it's the best one, and you should all know that. All right, and I am not going to veto this, um, so we're, I'm just going to write this on the board. Talk a little bit about day and, day and night, Mims. Okay, I think it's just the really like interesting concept of like that. There's the two different versions of the world, the day and the night, and like that's just fun to watch. And then you get the thing with the like radio station, mm-hmm. where I don't remember exactly what it says, but it's about like knowing each other's differences and like oh, I forget what I wish I had like yeah, it's, written it's, it's down what speech, it says. It's a speech yeah. from, from uh uh Dr. Wayne Dyer talking about I think like yeah like embracing change and stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like it's just this really interesting thing of it's just this fun visual and then it's like gonna throw in this really deep meaning and then it's gonna go back to the cool visual where they switch places, and the day becomes night, and the night becomes day, like showing you can actually experience and understand each other. Okay. Well, I'm I'm, I'm I have some things to say about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm not gonna veto it because you guys aren't gonna play this at two or three. Um. So, but I, but Mark, why don't you talk first, and then I'll I'll say what I have to say about okay, this. Okay. So 
I regret saying it's worse than Pearl and Lou. I take that back the more I think about it, but I just, like, I don't think it should be this high. I definitely think it should be on the list, because when I first saw it, I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, just, like, when the morning woke up, I was like, this is this is going to be some pretty cool thing. But I feel like some of the comedy doesn't work really well. And But I do like how it shows, like, there's value in, like, everybody's differences. Like, with, like, the, cas- like the casino versus, like all, like, all of that. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I I thought, like, the 2D animated stuff, um, I have grown to appreciate 2D animation a lot. Like, I've been watching a lot of the Disney Renaissance recently, and yeah, this reminds me a lot of, like, Looney Tunes-esque, like, the way the characters are animated. Um, but then, like, the way the sounds that they make is the stuff in the environment in the back of them, which is a super cool detail. Uh, and then there's also, uh, the idea that, like, at the beginning they don't like each other because, you know, humans natural and, you know, they're not humans, but all characters in film have human-like attributes, um, are afraid, um, and antagonistic towards the new. Um, so yeah, I'd say... As Esme's favorite, this makes a perfect amount of sense that it would be at Esme's number one spot. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really good. Yeah, this was this was my number two and my number two with a bullet. This was mm-hmm. this was it, like it was one and two for me, and then there was a drop off. Um the thing that nobody's really talked about yet is that this is the best combination of 2D and 3D yeah. that they have. I mean that the the fact that the framing device of night and day are 2D, but within them is 3D. It also plays with the idea of what is the frame, right? Because it's so much of the screen is negative space, which is just black, right? And so the frame is the character is the frame of the of the image. Um, I just I just think this is this is the one that is uh, or what one of one of these that is the most artistic. I think something like La Luna is very artsy in a kind of way. I think this one is is actually like a pretty brilliant piece of art, even before you get to the radio station speech. Yeah. And then that adds another click into it. So um yeah, I am I am thrilled. I'm sad that Sanjay's super team will not be on this list at all, but I am thrilled that Night and Day is here and I was heartbroken when it was played earlier and so glad that it was vetoed. Um, so yeah, You're so welcome. I'm obviously not going to yeah. veto this. We are down to our top two picks. So at number two, we have Mark. Okay. If you veto me, I'm going to be so angry because I can't use my override to protect myself. I, can, I, can I just say before you say your pick? I have no idea what you're going to say. I can't even yeah. guess what you're going to say. There's one thing that I hope you don't say because I want to use it as my number one. I don't I think, think it's going to be that. I know I know what your number one is, and I promise you I'm not saying that. And here's the thing. I'm torn to say it, so I almost want to, like, bait you and say something really bad so just I'll to get you it. to veto it so that I can pick my actual <laughs> I'll, I'll tell pick. you this. There's one thing if you played it, I will veto it for certain. The Adventures of Andrew and Wally B. <laughs> I feel like so, but don't don't try to fish for it. But, but there there is one thing. I'm that not you, trying to fish for it. I'm just like, do I'm I want to bait you, but at the same time, I also don't. So I'm just warning just, just you. Shoot your shot. Just just play out. Okay. Yeah, what shoot, do you play think? play the thing. At number two, my personal favorite is Kipple. 
Really? Really. Talk to me about Kit. Wow. So, in my opinion, I think Piper looks the best, but this one's visual style I love so much. It looks hand drawn, but that's like in it like versus twenty something. It looks it was hand drawn, but it looks like they're trying to make it not look like that. This one kind of like it feels like they embrace the hand drawn sort of aesthetic, and it like features it really well. I love the way the cat looks and sort of reacts to things. The relationship between the cat and the dog reminds me of, like, classic, like, love stories and, like, things like that. And it's just so fleshed out. It, like, breaks my heart when the cat scratches the dog's nose. It's so touching to see that, like, the dog, like, people are scared of the pit bull, uh, but he still finds a home. And, like, just everything about it is just, like, so brilliant to me. Like, they colored the cat and dog opposite colors. And I believe the dog's bandana and the cat's collar are opposite colors as well. And it's just, like, it's so, so, so beautiful. All right. So it goes to me first because I have the veto <laughs> that I could play. Um Partially, I'm looking at the list to see what's left that you could play if I vetoed this. I have an immediate backup after this. Yeah, but but, but I'm one... looking at like is it is it going to be something that I want? Um, I I I'm happy with Kitbull in the top thirteen. I really wish it wasn't at two. At the same time, if I say no to this, I don't feel like the list will get any better. Right, I don't feel like you're going to play the like the three or four that I have at the top of my list still. I will say we've played eight or 12 movies so far. Nine of them are in my top 13. So we're my list is looking really good right now. Um, and I don't think I want to risk it because I, when this is all said and done, I'm curious what your backup would be to this. Um, I'm not going to veto this. I'm going to leave Kitbull here um, just because I don't know that the alternative is going to be any better. Yeah. Um, so that's a, it's not a ringing endorsement. I do, I do like it. I do like some of the visual things in this. This is one of the better hand-drawn ones because it doesn't look merely hand-drawn where something like 20 something looks like a Saturday morning cartoon hand-drawn. This actually looks like it's a more of an artistic choice. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm going to keep this here as may Levi thoughts on Kitbull. That is not what I expected you to say. What did you expect me to say? I don't know, but that was not what I thought. Because, like, that one I thought was good, but I didn't think it was, like, amazing. You're wrong. But I guess the more I think about it, like, it was it was good. I expected it because Mark told me ahead of, a time, ahead of time that it was his favorite. Wow. What, is, this, is this actually your number one? This is so... I think there's... Don't say any other names if there's stuff not played yet, but is this, is this number so, one or two for, for you? me... It's my favorite. I critically consider it to be the best spark short. I think there is a theatrical short that there's one theatrical short that is better that may or may not be played later. I'm not sure. But yeah. I feel like if you feel that strongly about this, then I'm happy to have it at number two. If if this is not like, well, I'm resigned to what's left. But if you're like, oh, actually... I would put Kitbull here, then I feel okay about that. Plus, I probably would have ended up... I, w- I had a backup, and that was out to play at number two, but I, I don't think out is at number two. I have that at, like, number six for me. Oh, and I'm 
far happier with Kitbull than out here. I am too. I think, I think yeah, if we're just talking visually, Kitbull head and shoulders above oh, out yeah. visually. Levi, thoughts on Kitbull? I'm pretty sure. I, oh wait, I didn't give my thoughts. I just said I knew ahead of time he was going to play this. Yeah, I'd say it's their best looking 2D short. Uh, I'd say it is one of their best shorts. I'd say the story works really well. I'd say versus like it feels like with other shorts, like there's parts that like could have been like sugar coated. Like with this part, the dog was just straight up abused, um, and he's all cut up and he's all beaten and he's all bloody, um. But I like I just it's a really rich and you know investing story I'd say. So you're good with Kit Bullet too. Yes. I All mean, right. I we are. We have moved does. now to our number one, and uh, I'm going to do the full rundown, and then you let us know what you have at number one. I will remind you, Levi. I do have a veto, so if I don't <laughs> like, although Mark has a veto override, so. Yeah, uh, you guys can you guys can can nix my veto if you want. Uh, although I think we might share a number one. Uh, so here is the full list leading up to uh, Levi's number one. At thirteen, we had Luxo Junior. At twelve, Lou. At eleven, Pearl. At ten, twenty something. At nine, Partly Cloudy. At eight, Piper. At seven, Jerry's Game. At six, La Luna. At five, Float. At four, Presto. Three night and, or day and night, two Kitbull, and our number one uh, sh- uh, Pixar short is what? Well, I'd say actually, I think it would be fun before I list the number one. For let's all give one, maybe two honorable mentions and like a very. We'll talk honorable mentions after you do this. Let, let, let's right. let's finish the draft and then I then I'm actually curious about what didn't make it from people's lists. All right. So my number one is, and this was easy from the start. Bow. All right, tell yeah, us about this, Bao. This is my favorite, by far my favorite Pixar short, and this is what I think is the best short. The emotions are conveyed so richly. The animation style is not only gorgeous, but is incredibly unique from the already very diverse roster of uh, Pixar shorts. There are so many little details that just enhance the narrative even further. Uh, it's portrayed with such you know emotional accuracy, and the like the ending and you know scene before the ending with uh the conversation well conversation since it has no dialogue um between the mom and the son gets me every single time uh i feel almost every single pretty much every single emotion that the, it wants me to feel uh and the story is conveyed with such a striking accuracy to what emptiness syndrome actually is uh i love it to bits it's bow uh, I don't think it's ever changing. Yeah, I will say this was number one for me. Um, this was this was a clear number one with Night and Day as a clear number two. So, um, yeah, I, I I think there's there's such great emotion when she um, when she eats the dumpling at the end. Uh, you know, like like it's it's le- it leads up to this, uh, or I should say, it builds up. It builds up to that, and then there's just this moment when she does that where I'm like, well, what happens now? <laughs> you know, like like. Like you, you get so caught up into the reality of the world of this, um, and then it's pretty. It's a pretty big hammer blow after that. I mean, this has. Um, it's not the same emotions, but it has pretty much the same emotional kick or similar emotional kick to the opening of Up. You know, which I think is one of the better sequences in Pixar. I feel like Bao gets gets to that. Mark, uh, did you have this high on your list? So, 
I did have this at number one. This is the theatrical short I mentioned earlier. I will say I was hoping you would like veto it just so, just that so you I could, could override it. Yeah, just so I could use my override because, man, this thing did not get used. But that doesn't really matter because Bao is what I consider to be the best Pixar short. And it's honestly, it's better than what I like 95% of the Pixar movies. So there's that too. Yeah. So it shows what you can do with just that little, that little amount of time if you're, um, yeah. And this is an example of somebody who then went on to make a, uh, to make a Pixar film. I mean, cause Demishi makes, um, turning red, turning red. So do you, is there turning red DNA in bow? Yes. yes. I'd say with the animation style, uh, you know, you can kind of tell there's some similarities. Turning Red is very cartoony. Um, and Turning Red does feel more like a passion project. And it's really cool to watch the, like, the behind the scenes of Turning Red. I know in our previous podcast episodes, we really, like, overdid it on Turning Red. And yeah, it's a pretty flawed film at the end of the day. Um, it's just a really fun movie. It's really entertaining. The jokes are really good. The animation's really solid. You know, it's it's fun. Esme, do you have thoughts on Bao? Was this high on your list? It was high on my list. Um, I don't know. I like this one. It's not my favorite one. Like, it was not first. Like, I think it was for all of you guys. But it was high on my list. So I feel fine with it being there. And that's actually what I kind of thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think I probably tipped my hat when in talking to you a little bit that this was my yeah. number one. <clears throat> so... We feel good about our list. What are things that didn't make it? What are things that you had really high that didn't make it? Okay. I was shocked and sad that the blue umbrella didn't go on there. If I had known that none of you were going to say it, I would have put it instead of Pearl. Because I really like that one. And I think it looks cool. And no one brought it up. Piper. I had Piper instead. I, I figured I, I I thought I could pick one of the like photorealist ones. And I, I like Piper more than the blue umbrella. Even though the blue umbrella might be more amazing if I actually think about it, that it's all it's so digitally cool. rendered is pretty amazing. For me, uh, I think I kind of have, to, like, out I feel like wouldn't be, like, really high, but I feel it would be on the list if it weren't for, like, the picking system of we all get to pick. But my real honorable mention would probably be Lava. I just... I, I like that one. Yeah, I really like the song in Lava. Um, the emotions are pretty present and it's also a really unique idea for a love story yeah for me out is definitely an honorable mention very relatable and very i love the animation style of like the 2d 3d hybrid and out but again like i fun fact i got 12 out of the 13 of my picks on here did you really wow yeah. i got was 10 the one? <laughs> the one i didn't get i was gonna put out at like around like number six or seven ish but then so what's the one that shouldn't be there i would have so for me presto wasn't on my list okay all of the other all of these other ones were though and that's kind of like yeah and also i would love to give an honorable mention to loop for i thought about loop yeah that one was good i just feel like it's like so it's it has so many like minor flaws that kind of drag it down but I love, like, the it has that story. And then another thing about Loop is that it has, like, there's an, ana- an an I think, float is a bit of a better version mm-hmm. and has just, like, a better analogy. 
and an honorable mention to the worst short, in my opinion, is Wind. Yeah, I didn't love Wind. Really? I didn't really make sense. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Yeah. I liked that one. Me and Levi spent like 10 minutes before we left talking about, because Levi hadn't ever seen it, so I watched it with him. And we spent like 10 minutes talking about why it's bad. Just because wow. like that. It surprises me. Not a fan. And so, yeah, I, for me. I, I think it looks fine. I think it's the it's the world of the short that I don't fully get. Yeah, it's it, did, so... it did very little to flesh out like any, like I was so confused what scenes it was trying to portray and to like what the world was about. Like, was it about like, uh, like be, like metaphorical like get being stuck in a hole in like in life or was it about something else like there could have been so many things it was about and I don't think it really portrayed one of them accurately or well not accurately just well yeah so Esme do you want to stand up for uh, for wind I don't know like I just thought it was so sweet the like giving up when she like gives up her place and kind of freedom for him mm-hmm and I liked that. I don't know. Like, I'm just surprised. Like, it wasn't the best one. It wasn't spectacular. But I'm surprised that that isn't, like, the worst yeah, one for you guys. But my main question is they never explained why she had to give herself up. She could have gotten on the rope. Well, he wouldn't have gotten that potato up. otherwise. Yeah, yeah that's Come true. On, but grandma or grandma potato. makes the potatoes. So he's going to run out of those eventually. And like, it sure seems like the world outside of that hole had other food they could have eaten. Yeah. And yeah. it just there's so many decisions that just like they don't explain why said decision like again like with the grant why didn't she get on the rope? We have no idea. Yeah. And there's just like so many like how did they get down there? Like for me the clothing messes me up like that is such a tonally awkward decision to have them wearing those choice of clothes because mm-hmm. it just makes you wonder how did they get down there mm-hmm. like were they just on a stroll well, and it's it's fell? interesting it's interesting to compare it to la luna which is another one that is this like weird magical world they're in but like i buy it in la luna so much more than wind i think la luna is is, is far superior yeah i would say looking at my list um so the the ones on in my 13 that didn't make it Sanjay's super team we talked about. Uh, I had the blue umbrella actually number five on mine. So I did have Thank that very you. high. Um, the one that I almost played and didn't uh, when it came, when I played Presto was 1987's Red's Dream, really? which is about a unicycle because it is a quantum leap forward in terms of occupying a real space. When they're in the yeah. bike shop, like it looks like Toy Story. It's from, it's, it does. It's yeah. eight years earlier and it looks like Toy Story. So like I feel like that is pretty amazing, but I, I think I like if I had to watch one, I'd rather watch Presto. So um okay. so that that's the that's the the one that I kinda wanted to get on there that that I didn't. Well guys, I think this is a pretty good list. Do we feel we feel good about this? I'll give one yeah. last rundown before we go. Any final thoughts on Pixar shorts or on this list? Uh final thoughts on these is that Jerry's game should be higher. No. So should they? I, I think I'm me personally rejected the idea. I would have swapped Jerry's game a day and night. How dare you? That's a comp. That's still in the upper half. Still. I think Gary's game is better than day and night. It's Jerry's game. I'm okay, I am bothered that the name Jerry spells an I though. Sorry. I don't like that. Yeah, I want that, it to be spelled with a Y. Also, like 
it really points out how how weird English is because it could be pronounced either way. Yeah. Uh, last question then. Uh, we talked about sort of the visual style, style, especially of the spark shorts and how they move away from sometimes just the purely 3D computer generated. Is there not necessarily the uh, subject matter, but is there a, a short that has a style where you'd like, I'd love to see a feature in this visual style? Out and Kitbull for me. For me, probably actually Smash and Grab. Really? Um yeah, I just I liked that. That might style. be my least Smash favorite. Smash and Grab just Smash and Grab just felt like I it was a feature like film. One. No, visually, I'm talking about the stuff. Sure, like, sure. Well, it, I feel like visually there are other movies like that. Like I feel like Wally had. Yeah, some it's of like Wally style, but like I just I like the dark colors and the uh, textures. I don't know. I just wow. we think I thought it was differently. Neat. I thought it was neat. Yeah. Also, was it just me or did it just feel like like it had a full fi- like it felt like it was a full film that got shortened. It did a it, little it, it, bit, yeah. yeah. Like it felt like there should be more of this story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we watched like, that one this morning. Too, my so. other one would be, I think I would get tired of Oud's visual style. I think it would I probably would be Kitbull. Kitbull would be pretty interesting to see a full movie. It's almost like it has like almost a graffiti esque style yeah. to its visual. Like that would be interesting to see. Especially as you explore the world a little bit more, kind of what you could do with that. Yeah. And my final statement would like to be Pixar, please do more of these. We mm-hmm. didn't get any of them last year, and your first theatrical release in like a full two years didn't have a short before it. And I mean, it would have the short that would have been before Lightyear would have probably been worse in my mind since, you know, it's before Lightyear, like one of my least favorite Pixar movies. Um... Fun fact, I watched that with uh, Mark and two other family members, and it got four thumbs down. None of us liked it. Uh, but, yeah, I'd like to see more Pixar shorts. Absolutely. because this, this And I think this was a really fun activity. So to close the show, I'm just going to read down our list one more time. We hope you've enjoyed our Pixar shorts screen draft draft. At number 13, we had Luxo Jr. At 12, Lou. At 11, Pearl. At 10, 20-something. At 9, Partly Cloudy. At 8, Piper. At 7, Jerry's Game. At 6, La Luna. At 5, Float. 4, Presto. Number 3, Day and Night. Yeah. Number 2, Kitbull. And our number 1 Pixar short, Bow. Woo! Yeah. Standing ovation. Standing ovation.